Happy Friday, everybody. Happy Friday. No crickets. I'm indoors today talking about the 11th episode of the first season of Mad Men, Indian Summer. And I literally just finished it like 30 seconds ago. So I'm going to try to remember everything I talked that happened in this episode. And, uh, you know, away we go. Indian Summer basically means it's fall, but it's really hot out. I'm sure it's... um, not a term that's PC anymore. I don't know if they even use it anymore to describe something like th- uh, this, but it's funny because I'm in October right now and it is not Indian summer, but I think it's going to get close to 80 degrees. So, you know, I mean, that's close to an Indian summer, but uh, I've said it a lot, but it's going on in the world of Mad Men. In fact, it's so hot that uh, it's too hot to even... For, for Betty and uh, Don to, you know, have relations. But um, people don't have air conditions. Even people who are, you know, sub- seemingly middle class, well off, air conditioning is not uh, a thing. I must be, I don't know if it's an elite kind of thing or if it's a new kind of thing in the 60s, um, but it's not something that every house has automatically. Uh, Betty did uh, let a door-to-door salesman into uh the house to have look at an air conditioner it's because she woke up one morning or actually she was a uh, home alone one night and she heard a noise and was thinking uh that don was home but no don was not home don was off with uh rachel mankin uh and they were um mankin it get it yeah uh i'm all over the place but that's okay because i just finished the episode uh so Don spent the night with Rachel. She was like, this must be so hard for you. Because, you know, with the wife and the kids, he's like, I try not to think about it. I don't know where this is going. But he truly seems happy when he's with her. I think he loves Betty, but he truly seems happy when he's with her. He didn't come home that night. Uh, and, um, Betty was alone. I think Betty got annoyed. So when a man came, door-to-door salesman, to try to sell an air conditioner, she let him in the house and I think she was thinking about him. Uh, she was thinking about being naughty with him. Uh, but she actually almost said, let's go upstairs and look at the bedroom. Uh, she didn't. She At the last second, she turned around and uh, said, I think you should leave. She had second thoughts. She probably thought bad about it. But she, I feel she was, well, she was definitely thinking about it. She was definitely thinking about that guy. When she told Don about it, he got very angry. He's like, you can't just let strangers in the house. This is in my house. That's also the, like, the patriarchal, like, man this is my house that you live in. He didn't say our house. He said, you let a man in my house, uh, which I thought was interesting. Um, and you didn't realize how much Betty was thinking about this guy until later when she went to move the washing machine that was uh, shaking out of control and she went up against it and it vibrated to the point of her liking uh, and her uh, thinking about the salesman uh, in a little fantasy that's uh, made her so hot that she had to go stick her face in front of the fan. And I guess vibrating things were was a theme in this episode because one of the products that the uh, that the that the Sterling Cooper team um, had to uh, kind of come up with uh, an advertising campaign for was a weight loss tool that basically women wear and it vibrates um, and it really doesn't. There's no way of saying it actually makes uh, women lose weight, but women were satisfied with it. So they brought in a woman to look at it. They gave it to Peggy, gave her the task of coming up with ideas for it, just like she did with the lipstick. 
she brought it home, she put it on, and whoo, she felt something. So basically, this was an early way of saying, hey, women, come get a, a giant vibrator, put a vibrator on and, and wear it. Uh, this is not going to, it's probably not going to, it's not going to make you lose weight, but it will make you feel good. Uh, and I think that is the way they actually ended up going with it. They, they were saying, you know, with a balanced diet, this could make you feel better. They were trying to say it without saying it. Uh, and I think Don said, it makes you feel like you're with a man, even with you're not with a man. Like they, she had to present in front of all these guys. It must've been very uncomfortable for her to say it, but not say it. She tried to explain it to Don earlier without saying it. He got the, the gist of it. They all got the gist of it. Um, and then they were, you know, really being crude about, Oh, imagine if this woman wore, that'd be great. Or imagine oh, your wife wore, and they got all upset with each other. Um, so that was the, that was like the big topic of, uh, like, I love the, again, the inside advertising stuff. I love that stuff. Uh, so that was kind of the client thing going on. There was other client things going on also. Uh, cigarette guys came in. I forget the lucky strike guys. He was the old man who, uh, the, the actor is, if you ever watches the middle, he played the granddad, old Mike, big Mike, um, who like was the hoarder. And was on. He wasn't on a lot, but I just knew I recognized the actor. I think it's him. Now I'm starting to question it. Anyway, um, so he came in, and they actually brought Roger back. Roger had the heart attack, but he was doing a little better. They brought him back uh, as a show of goodwill, a show of faith to Lucky Strike, and and to kind of show that the the you know that Sterling Cooper is strong because Sterling's there, Cooper's there, they're all there. And Roger comes in. He's like, he's himself. He gets to spend a little time with Joan. He, and I said last week that he, maybe he truly feels bad about all the choices he made, but he says, I'm never, he said to Joan alone, I've, you know, I've never been sorry to be with you. Joan, he likes climbing her hills. I think he said he is really awesome because of how inappropriate he is. His inappropriateness is part of his charm for me. It's just, uh, he's so brazen. It's hilarious. Um, he, she, they brought Joan in to uh, kind of give him a little color to make him look a little better, give him some makeup so he looked better to the Lucky Strike guys. I think they also know what's going on, so they wanted her and him to have a second alone. That's just a hunch. Uh, but he goes in with the Lucky Strike guys. You know, he they, they they bring him all pastrami, and I'm thinking that's probably not a good idea. He pours himself a Coca Cola. Uh, has a bite of the pastrami, a sip of the Coca-Cola, and he has a he has like a, a relapse, a little not not a heart attack, I don't think, I don't think, but something chest pains that he was like, oh no, not again. And at first I thought, is he uh, was he doing was he acting to show something? But no, it was it was happening, uh, and he came back too soon. It was too much, too soon, too fast. And of course, these guys don't know. They're all smoking around him. I think he's, he he lit up too. It's like they just they're in the guy. They're in the Lucky Strike guys. The guy lights a cigarette and has a heart attack. They're talking about the uh, lawsuits. They're talking about warning labels. And here's this guy who's basically dying, probably because of cigarettes and the way he eats. And uh, it's just at the same time they're trying to advertise for cigarettes. It's 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 hilarious. Um, his wife was pissed for them bringing them back. He's like, you know, go to hell, Bert. And she leaves. And that's the end of Roger's story for this episode. Uh, now, 
Don, in the meantime, Mr. Cooper, they start worrying because it's like, is, is he dead? Is he going to die? Oh, my God, what's going to happen? Are we going down? And they think, you know, they're going to probably take uh, Don. The Lucky Strike guy actually suggested it to Cooper. He's like, you need to show Don uh, some faith. And all the guys uh, on Don's team were speculating that they're probably going to make him a partner. And Mr. Cooper brought Don down to his office and basically says, I'm making you partner. I'm offering you partnership. And Don took it right away. Uh, he's still going to be head of creative. Uh, but then he's, you know, it's, I guess his name's not on the masthead that's yet, but I think it becomes Sterling Cooper Draper. I think. I don't know if that happens right away. But um, it was something that Pete, you could tell Pete was not happy about. It. He has this rivalry with Don that he'll, he'll, you know, suck Don's ass when he needs to, but he does not like him. And I think he knows that Don does not like him. I'm assuming Don, Don does not like him. Who, who, who does like Pete Campbell? Again, he's, he's a future serial killer in my head. I assume he's a, he, he has that serial killer gene in him, whether he does it or not. I'm sure he doesn't, but he could. Um, he comes right in. He's like, is he dead? Oh, thank goodness. He wasn't asking. He didn't go in to ask about uh, Cooper. I mean, they ask about Roger Sterling. He says he was asking about Roger Sterling, but he really went in there to see what the hell was going on with uh, with Don. He actually said to his secretary, you know, let me know when they come out. She's like, oh, yes, I will let you know exactly when they come out. That's all I'll do is stare at their doll, stare at their door. And he's like, who the hell are you talking to? So there's still that, you know, the boss man talking down to the secretary lady. He, he has some of that power, uh, which, of course, he wields in quite the diggish way. He, he went to Don and he was like, you know, I just want you to know, you know that you deserve it. And he's throwing his hat in the ring to be, I don't know, to to, to move up. And Don just was like, yeah, that's great. I, I, I believe you. I, you know, whatever. He just kind of blew him off, which I thought was cool. Um, i trying to think what else happened in this episode. I mean, uh, Rachel Macon met with her sister, I believe. They went to dinner. They're talking about Rachel not being with him, having a man, possibly being interested in a married man. She's like, oh, oh my goodness. And she's like, no, nothing happened. Well, that's a lie. But, um, you know, she she did bring it up with her sister. Uh, and, of course, everyone's smoking. Betty is was talking to her friend about uh, letting the salesman into the house and Don being upset. Uh, and, of course, they're smoking in the baby's room and talking about the heat and the baby not doing well with the heat while they're smoking in the baby's room. Just, you know, I was born in the 70s and... I don't know, like, I know my parents smoked, but I, I can't, I don't know if they smoked in my room. Jesus. Um, I do have a memory of eating breakfast in the morning and seeing smoke dancing through the sunlight. <laughs> different times, different times. I'm trying to think what else happened in this episode. Well, the big thing, uh, the thing that kind of bookended the episode, well, not fully bookended, but at the beginning of the episode, we saw... Um, Dick Whitman's brother there. I don't remember his, his, his name, but it's uh, Don Draper's brother. He looked a little disheveled, and he had a package that he's sending to Don Draper. Personal. Um, and then he's, he seems to divvy up some money. Then he see, we see him step on a chair and hang himself and kill himself. Uh, and that is kind of forgotten for the entire episode up until towards the end, where after Don leaves for the day, Pete goes into Don's office to kind of get a lay of the land, because that's the office he wants. Um, he goes and sits down, puts his feet up, kind of, you know, feeling like sitting in the big chair. And the guy from the mailroom, who doesn't know who Don is, comes in and is like, uh, Mr. Draper, puts the package on his desk. Pete looks at it, leaves it, puts it down, then looks at it again, and then takes it. 
I thought he was going to be show a good of um, you know some goodwill and go deliver it to Don Draper at the end of the episode, but they never show it again. He leaves with the package and that's it. So whatever's in there, we don't know what's happening. But I'm wondering if it starts to um, unravel Don Draper's secret life. So we as the audience know that Don Draper used to be Dick Whitman. Rachel Mankin knows a little bit about Don's past, probably more than anybody else, including Betty. So we know the most. Uh, Rachel Mankin knows some. The brother obviously knows it all. He's dead. And um, perhaps now Pete's going to know something. Could Pete hold something over Don's head? Is that going to happen? I don't know. Is Pete? I assume Pete's going to open it because he's a creep. Um, we don't know what's going with it. But um, Don did come home and he told Betty about the uh, raise. And she was all, you know, happy for him. She's like, I'm so happy for you. And it's, it's the the the, uh, the heat's going to break soon. I thought that meant, you know, it'll cool down and we can make love. Uh, but then she's like, I'm sorry, I let a man in the house. And she just kind of went back to doing work. And, like, he got a big raise and a big uh, a promotion. And she didn't care. And I think Don looked at her like, what am I going to do with you? Earlier in the episode, um, he ended up calling the psychiatrist because he's like, she's more nervous. What am I paying you for? She, you've, t- you've taken a woman with anxiety and made her even worse. And he's like, it takes time. And he uh, obviously, uh, the doctor had no problem telling all this to Don. But he you could see Don was frustrated with the whole situation. He thought he was helping his wife by giving, sending her to a psychiatrist. And now he feels like he's making it worse. Uh, and at the same time, he's got this strong, independent Rachel Mankin businesswoman who he's infatuated with, uh, who is, I think, more his speed. And Betty is this timid housewife who likes to shoot pigeons uh, and give hair to children. Now, I'm trying to think, did I cover everything? I mean... Oh, Peggy, um, because of her work, she went to Don and she said, you know, I, I need a, I need desk coverage or something and I need a desk. And Don's like, if you're going to do, if you're going to work like a man, talk to me like a man. She's like, I want to raise and $5 more a week. I think he's like, how much do you make? And she said 30, $35 a week. And he was like, Ooh, that's a 15% raise. So he was kind of being like a little sarcastic to her. Like that's a huge raise because you make so little. Um, but in the end he gives her the raise. He let her go home early and, uh, he's, um, getting going to have desk coverage so she can go do her other work on accounts. And she's like, can I tell Joan? I think that was the big, she just wanted to throw it in Joan's face. I think that's kind of her way of, um, of, uh, celebrating. Oh, she also went on a date. She went on a date with a, a fella who, a, an actor that I've seen in an old show. I used to watch Greek. Uh, he was a college kid and now he plays an old family friend of Peggy who, um, the parents set up and wanted them to date and it didn't work out very well. He was talking about being a truck driver. She works in New York. He ended up being insulted that she that he thought she was insulting him, he started insulting her, and it just kind of ended. Um, I don't think we're ever going to see him again. And there's a lot. There was a, a good amount of Peggy in this episode. The guys were insulting to her, basically saying, "Give her that that weight loss thing. You know, she could she could use that." Uh, and you know, she's starting to look at herself in the mirror, so maybe she's starting to question how she's looking too. And I feel like now, I don't know if this is on purpose or anything, but they're dressing her like she definitely looks slightly bigger than the first episode. 
I don't know if that's part of the storyline. I have no idea, or if I'm just being uh, a misogynistic, sexist asshole, uh, and and I just want to smoke and drink and be insulting to people. Uh, but it's just I'm just pick, I'm seeing it, I'm assuming it, and we'll see where it goes from here. But folks, gosh darn it, I think that covers everything. I mean, I went over Roger. Uh, Pete ended up. Uh, having a drink and leaving the the glass on his secretary's chair as a kind of a sign of, hey, I'm an asshole, don't forget, but I'm your boss. Uh, or I'm your boss, don't forget, but I'm an asshole. Um, Bert Cooper made Don Draper a partner. Betty Cooper fantasizes about the salesman uh, with a washing machine that vibrates, just like the weight loss machine that um, Peggy is working on, which isn't really a weight loss machine, but a giant vibrator. Uh, Don's made partner. Pete doesn't like it. Yeah, I th or he's not thrilled about it. He's not a big fan of Don. He thinks they helped build Don. Uh, but the other guys were like, you know, Don's loyal. Don likes us. Do you think he likes us? That's that. So they're, um, they're all gearing up for changes in the office. Uh, and I'm gearing up for only two more episodes of the season. And this was episode 11, my friends. There's only two more left. Now, the next one is called, I think it's called The Debate or The Nixon versus Kennedy. I don't know, but I'm really looking forward to it because they've been kind of gearing up for this for the season, the Nixon versus Kennedy. And even in this episode, Roger's like, oh, the nerve of, of that, um, the, 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 that uh, campaign. You know, they, they're, they're, he's basically insulting the Nixon campaign, um, I think, for, for being just stupid about things. Like Nixon could have used some makeup that he was getting. He could have used some makeup during the debate. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to finishing out this season and just rolling right into season two, friends. We're going to do it every Friday, like clockwork, my friends. You're going to come with me on a mission, a mission to watch every episode of Mad Men. You can follow along on that mission by going to fansnotexperts.com slash maidman, anchor.fm slash maidman, at Twitter, it's at maidmanpod, Facebook's fansnotexperts, and of course, you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, um, other things. We're all over any place you can find a podcast. If you search Made Man, you should be able to find us. If you can't find us, then you're not listening to me right now, and it really is not making any sense anyway. But if you are listening to me right now, that means you found us already, or your last name is Morris, one or the other. So I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Hey, guess what? We're on iTunes, which means we could have iTunes reviews. The more reviews we get, the easier it is for people to find us. The more people find us, the cooler I am. And I want to be really cool. Now, I have zero iTunes reviews, which means you could be the first person to give me an iTunes review. And if you are, I will smile. I will, I will give you a shout-out in the next episode for Shoah. Uh, unless your last name is Morris, then I've given you enough shout-outs. So really, what's the point? Um, so anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for coming on this journey as I go to become a made man. Go Sox. Fans not experts.